You're listening to the North Peace Roundtable Podcast, your weekly podcast about theology and the Christian life. Hey, we haven't talked to you guys since last year. <laughs> Did anyone say that to you? No, but I like that you threw it in. Like, Did you like uh, that? Sunday sermon, it was like all just serious and passionate about the end. <laughs> See you next year. See you next year. You just couldn't escape. <laughs> I couldn't. You I could not do it. You were into just such professionalism. <laughs> I was sitting two rows behind your wife, but I imagine there was like slight eye roll, like, oh. Just like, come on. You were so close. Yeah, you were so close. <laughs> Just wrap it up. Still had a tear in your eye from the passionate <laughs> delivery of the gospel. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for tuning in. This is episode 124, and it has been a couple weeks because of uh, Christmas break and... I asked Cam, I'm like, do you want to meet? And he said, no, I hate the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we no, both had time off between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Did it you was have actually a- last Thursday, I think, when I texted you about this idea. I'm like, hey, we should, in my mind, I'm like, we should do this tomorrow. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're caught in that twilight zone. Like between, December 28th. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know what day it is. That's I ate so too much true. cheese. <laughs> when do I go back to work? What are these kids still doing here? <laughs> when do they go back to school? Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I had several... Because, yeah, we did the Christmas Eve services. I had, like, pre-did uh, my sermon for the 31st because I'm like, I don't want to do that in between. So then, yeah, <clears throat> took that week off. But, yeah, there were several times when I'm like, is it? What day? What day is it right now? <laughs> and then finally Thursday, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do still have to go, like, get slides for Sunday up on the... Th- man. Yep. Yeah, anyways. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it's... On that, though, I follow uh, an epic Christian means slide, and yeah, it was yeah. uh, this coming Sunday, and people were labeling it as, give the youth pastor a chance to speak Sunday, <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> because the pastor had done Christmas and uh, New Year's. And, oh, man, it's so uh, true. Peter Bergen texted me, because if you go to our church, you know him. He usually has the uh, New Year's uh, Sunday right. slot, so he texted me saying, like, Am I up this Sunday? I can't remember if you asked. Like, no, for the first time in like eight years, you get a Sunday off. Because I would always ask around and then finally ask him, like, oh, do you want to preach December 30th? That's so funny. (laughs) Give the youth pastor a shot Sunday. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) No, it was good. It was quiet. We laid pretty low. Sweet. Uh, Yeah, saw saw a little bit of family was up just before Christmas. Right. And that was nice. And... um, just really like, a, it was the kind of week where we brought up a mattress into the living room and there was a family movie almost every midday, right? Oh yeah, man. It's it was <laughs> the golden, uh, just golden time for for family and shutting out the world. I don't think we went anywhere and did very much at all. It was wonderful. Yeah, we had a uh, uh, dinner New Year's Day with someone and then another person was there too, but they both asked like, so did you have uh, people over? Did pe-? I'm like, Actually, no. It's <laughs> yep. besides uh, New Year's when sure. we came to your place with our life group and and other people that were there. It was kind of like, no. Yeah, I told some people at work. I'm like, we had about 20 people over on New Year's, and they're like, oh, that sounds terrible. I'm like, no, no, they all left before nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was for the fireworks. <laughs> Ate some nice food and watched fireworks and went home. Yeah, Molly asked when we were on the way, are we staying till midnight? I'm like, no, there's <laughs> no way. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going home. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so today. Um, we want to talk on that whole topic. <laughs> yeah, like pa- now we're uh, we're past Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's, um, and yeah. If you, most people listening, I'm assuming, uh, 
probably went to some type of Christmas Eve service. It was uh, unique this year because it was on a Sunday. So I know a few churches in town did a just a Sunday morning Christmas Eve service, right. and then you had the night off, and we toyed with that. But uh, most people, uh, that's just kind of like, I don't know, part of what you do. Uh, lots of people here, you know, it's uh, we come to Christmas Eve service, then we go have our family dinner, yeah. and then some people, we open some gifts, and then it's just... I don't know. Tradition is what you do, but you kind of threw out a question and maybe you can unpack it a little bit. Like, um, so we had two services four o'clock and six o'clock. And I think we had at our six o'clock, it was really cool. We had like 600 and something people at the four thirty. at the four o'clock at the four o'clock. I thought it was four 30. I almost showed up. (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't have had a spot. So yeah, like even like Christmas Eve is always one that you just expect yeah, there's going to be more people here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Emily, uh, our children's director and her husband were like, we'll come early and we'll set up a few extra rows of chairs in the lobby to kind of not make it too chaotic. And it was like, well, that didn't work because right. yeah, it was a couple minutes too. And we had to open up our coffee room and open up the blinds. And anyways, um, but you kind of then. Well, I, I think. <clears throat> just reflecting on that, like it's great when you walk into church and you just see a full house. Like sure. it's, it's wonderful. And then you sit through and you just kind of take a peek around and you know, yeah, waiting for things to start. And like you don't recognize half the, the folks in the room. And totally. On an average Sunday, I think we're hitting about four hundred sure. around that number for with both services. And Christmas Eve, it's probably eight hundred. Yeah, double. Yeah, uh, about double the amount of, of people. And Granted, I saw some folks that I know go to a different church, sure. so maybe it's because they did that <clears throat> morning service and yep. they didn't uh, want to conflict with that tradition. But I thought it's it's not um, lost on us that Easter, Christmas, yep. people invite neighbors, family, oh, yeah. um, who would normally not attend church. And I guess just sitting in that thought for a while, you kind of land on like, well, why, you know, like how did that become a tradition? Because I think anecdotally, if we were to ask folks, there'd be probably a decent amount that at one point in their life regularly attended church. Totally. uh, Maybe as a young person and then, and just grew up kind of just appeasing grandma and grandpa or mom and dad and coming to these ones. And so then Sitting in that a little longer, I I thought, I wonder if that is where a lot of evangelical churches kind of like recognize that and then thought to themselves, well, how do we put on a production to attract folks all Sundays? And then maybe that's the birth of smoke machines and, (laughs) you know, the church I I attended as a a revolving stage screen goes up and the band starts and the whole stage revolves to the band. Seriously? Yeah, absolutely. They still do that. (laughs) In Winnipeg, Manitoba, at Springs Church. Um, that's, I think, the birth of this production that, that, that churches had to say, like, how do we get these people back? Yep. And I really appreciated the sermon on Sunday that talked about, um, you know, gospel fluency and, and just being reminded of the gospel because um, I think we're in this this odd place right now. And I think that for a lot of us, we don't want the momentum to drop off and we would love it if our neighbors and our extended family mm-hmm. kept coming to church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we're kind of lost on how to keep that invite fresh without having this, oh, come and see the play. Come and see the kids perform. Come and see, you know, yep. it's Easter. What are we 
sharing with folks to invite them or are we doing it super weird where we're like come and be a part of our church you know yeah 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 Yeah, it was neat because like so i talked to the a handful of people that were exactly what you said uh one guy was like you know invited a invited a guy i work with who's Mm -hmm. not a christian hey come on and the guy said oh sure and uh or i invited my neighbor or there was one that said my uh, adult children all agreed to come and they're not followers Mm -hmm. of jesus but it was like let's just make it a part of our christmas come with me come with mom and dad to to church and there's lots of people like that so i had lots of feedback of you know i invited this person who's not a believer or that person or that person which is really cool um so it's interesting because i agree with you that sometimes uh you're yeah you can fall into this trap of like okay how do we attract people right and our christmas eve services are always different than sunday mornings a little bit well uh and so you make them a little special or whatever i mean i remember two years ago we had you know someone dressed up as mary and joseph right and they walked in with a baby and to a special musical number and and whatever right like or you play a video or blah, 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 blah. But I've, if, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube. There's like a, there's a guy who compiles all of the most like insane Christmas. Oh. There's drummers on, you know, wires right. flying through the air. One, one had like, say, I don't understand how this fit with church, but they had Santa's sleigh and Santa on like wires flying over the, oh, 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 over all the people. So I think, then I think, uh, Dropping gold and frankincense <laughs> and myrrh over the crowd. Um, so I think there's like this uh, trapping that you're like, okay, we gotta, we want to make it good, like a good right. production, so that people will want to come back. But then it's like, well, then, I mean, you can't compete with the world. But and, then I think, sorry, I think because I've experienced it, the tendency could be. I'm going to invite someone to church and these services are easier because they are different and special. Sure. Maybe because we've become so used to a regular Sunday that I wonder if, no, I am actually sure there is sometimes that feeling of, okay, I, I hope Andrew's going to perform well today. <laughs> I hope, I hope the singing's going to be good enough to keep this person engaged. I hope, uh, right. I hope there's not a flub with, you know, the mics or anything where now they're going to criticize. And I think that maybe what we do is we usher or we walk someone into the doors of church and we kind of hold up our hands and say, okay, church, you got to figure it out. It's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. My job. Yeah. Um, I think there's a little bit of that because I think I felt that in the past. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the seeker movements from the eighties and nineties and still today, I think the, the motivation was not necessarily wrong. Like we want people to come to church. Sure. We want lost people to, but then it's kind of, I, I can't remember where I read it or heard it, but it's like what you, what you uh, attract people with, then you have to like keep them with. Cause if you throw some big, amazing production and then the w- next week is In not, <laughs> yeah. The next week is not that. Then sure. people are going to be like, Oh, like I feel kind of gypped. Like, right. So there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like, hey, we're going <clears> to <throat> have a service that's different and engaging and, you know, saying a special number or blah, 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 blah. But it's, it can go quickly, like 
go over the top. Um, I remember I used to be really frustrated with Christmas and Easter because I'm like, you should just come to church all the time. What's your problem? Like, right. uh, but then I, I've just, I'm like, hey, it's great you're here. That's awesome. No, for we, sure. We have double the amount of people here. Who knows uh, what God's going to do in their heart? Awesome. Like, but I remember it, you know, cheeky. Uh, I've always wanted to on a Christmas Eve service at the end and just be like, all right, we'll see some of you next week and the rest of you we'll see at Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I've never brought myself to say that, but I'm like, I think people would laugh. The, like, the reality yeah. is, this is true. Some people are just Christmas Eve and Easter. People. Or then there might be those that are like, oh, you just gave them a hall pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said I don't have to see you till Easter. That's right. But then like, so let's say you're someone who invited your neighbors to Christmas Eve and I don't know. How would you follow up with that? Or like, do you, or do you just say like, Right. I'm going to now invite you every Sunday to church or do you like, cause I know that there's people who did that. Your na- your, your unbelieving neighbors or coworkers came to church to church on Christmas Eve. Do you just leave it at that? Do you then go out for an awkward coffee and say, so what did you think? Or I don't know. Like yeah, how do you follow up or do you, or, well, I was thinking about that and like I shared, um, New Year's was an interesting example. So a, a few uh, folks in our life group just got together, really centered around the fact that my backyard faces the fireworks. So that's kind of convenient <laughs> yeah, yeah. for little kids. It was awesome. Um, but then there was a guy who showed up at my house last year just to watch fireworks. And he's like, hey, you want to do that again? I'm like, sure, there's going to be other people. And he's a person who is not a Christ follower, but familiar with um, sure. the fact that I am. Yeah. And, you know is not weirded out by praying before meals or anything like that. And then it's funny because throughout that few hours where we were with just a few families, it's not like we evangelized or talked about the gospel, but I feel like we just lived in community. And at one point, you know, his wife just kind of dawned on her, oh, wait, do you all know each other from church? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like, yeah, and not weird. And... um. I just, before I walked out to light a fire, I just heard like, oh, is there a youth program yeah. or something? Because they have a, a young adult in their home. So I think it's more natural like that where I could shoot him a text and be like, hey man, so here's the dates that Andrew is mentioning for yeah. the program, right? And I think there's just, it's a, I don't know, my style in the past has been a little less direct. It's been a little bit more of a, it's been a little bit more of like relationship through um, osmosis, I guess, you know, like being in just community with people and if they want to, um, come or, 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 or be a part of church, it was interesting on Sunday, just this past Sunday, I looked across the aisle and just someone I know from the community that I would have never thought I'd see in church. And, uh, that was really neat. Cause we had just spoke to the, the previous week. I didn't invite him huh. and his wife, but he's like, Oh yeah, I've been you know, off and on here since the 90s. I'm like, I've never seen you before <laughs> once. <laughs> um, yeah. Once. Define off and on. <laughs> He's a middle-aged guy, but I think his parents kind of, oh, sure. you know. Yeah. So that was a neat connection. And, and now when I see him again, it'd be like, you know, the see a Sunday kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that there are, there's no cut and dry formula. And I think that you, if you feel a need to be like, hey man, I really, it, it was great seeing you there you should really come back. Um, that'd be great. I mean, youth minister or kids in youth ministry has been a, a really great magnet for families because sure. we do live in an age where p- 
parents, especially in our community, are trying to do everything for their kids. Mm -hmm. and, and that is just a really neat inroad. It's not selling a production or anything. It's selling the fact that kids, uh, which reminds me, uh, kids have, a, I think, more of a their guard down to the, the attraction of the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, There's one family in town where the guy said... Um, Grew up Catholic, uh, but my kids go to that North Peace once in a while, so I drop them off there. Um, yeah. I drop them off to go to Sunday school. They go to Finch school, so there's a couple kids there that they know go to the church. Yeah. So I'm cool. My wife and I will drop them off and pick them up when the service is over. <laughs> and I thought, like, okay, <laughs> like that's that's a start, right? That's cool. Um, that's very cool. And there may come a, like, well, you, sh you just come in, right? Yeah. But there was uh, one person here that I saw. I walked in the door of the church, and I get, they were doing the same thing. They were, they were signing in their kid-to-kid -kid zone. And I thought, wow, great to see you. Shook their hand. We knew each other outside. But then they walked out the <laughs> door at the beginning of the service. And so um, I guess for us here at North Peace, the kids' ministry is quite incredible oh, for man. that. Yeah. Um, you know, hitting a, a you know a quarter of the amount of people we see every Sunday are children. Yeah, that could be a, a good and easy invite option for families. Yeah, I think um, there's lots of ways to go about it. Like we want, we want obviously we want people to hear the gospel and come to know Jesus. Inviting them to a Christmas Eve service or an Easter service or a Good Friday service. Some people mm -hmm. are still come to that. Uh, is a great inroads. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's mm -hmm. a great idea. And then depending on the the type of your relationship you have, like I, I could see, uh, asking them afterwards. So what'd you think? Right. Like if they're not a church, that's an honest question. Like, <laughs> yeah. was that weird? Did you understand what was going on? Or like whatever, right. Depending mm -hmm. on your relationship with them. Like one guy said, um, I chatted with him and he had brought a friend that was not a believer and he, they did that after the service. And, uh, the guy's comments were like, yeah, the music was like a lot better than I thought it would be for mm -hmm. a church. True. Um, and then he said the, you know, the sermon was really, in, I don't even think he called it a sermon, probably like the speech yeah. was really engaging. Yeah, it was engaging. And like, so he just kind of like naturally like, hey, you're not a regular church person. Mm -hmm. Hey, critique, like, what'd you think? Like, just as a way to chat about it. Like, you don't necessarily then have to force them to come to church every week. Right. right. But then there's like this open door. Right. Um, so I think it's, yeah, there's ways to spark conversation and yeah, even, you know, new year's was awesome. The, I laughed cause like we're chatting and joking. And then I think the, that one woman was like, Oh, you're like a pastor. And I wanted to be like, what do you mean by that? Like, <laughs> am, I, am I not what you would expect? Right. <laughs> and I it was think funny. It's unusual like, for non-Christians to be in a house full of Christians having what looks like so much similar fun to what they're used sure. to without vulgarity, without drunkenness swear, or yeah. swearing or drunkenness. But everyone's still laughing and having a great time and being normal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is a really great witness totally. in 2024 on how to show the world that inside these doors, it's not, you know, stiff and hypocritical. Yeah. Or, and shouldn't be. Yeah. So to encourage you, like, <laughs> if you invited people to church on Christmas Eve, I think that's awesome. And to even um, invite them again, like... And the worst they can say is like, no, and then, okay, that's fine. How about dinner at my place then? That's like an easier start, right? Or come to my, we have a group of uh, people from church that meet at our house on Fridays. Why don't you come check that out? Or whatever, right? Yeah. There's lots of ways to, 
I think it's just getting past the, I have to bring them to church so that the professional can tell them about Jesus, right. which is a lot of the like attractional, if I can just get them in the doors, then Pastor Andrew, who's the professional Christian, uh, then he can just do the, the hard work. It's like, mm-hmm. if they come to church, great, uh, but it'll be way more effective if you're the one who's just mm-hmm. loving them and doing life with them and telling them about what you believe. And that's that's a way better yeah, and I think that maybe um, what you touched on the life group, uh, I would encourage life groups to have social evenings or like, totally. we, we joke like the unsanctioned life groups where <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be a cool time to invite uh, your friends who are close and maybe interested but not quite there to come and just have that evening around great people. And I do believe totally. that the Holy Spirit does work in a, in a way where um, the lost could be around Jesus followers and, and feel something different. Yep. There's just something different about this group of people. And sometimes that's enough to just get that ball rolling in their mind of like, I liked that. Like uh-huh. I enjoyed that space because I do believe that that is the attraction to the gospel is just that human beings living the gospel. Yeah. Human beings just being in relationship um, that is ref- a reflection of Christ in that space. And so, yep. I do strongly believe that that is one of our biggest attractions to showing and sharing the gospel is just being in relationship with people yep. in a way that's not super weird. Yep. <laughs> Come and join our religion. Yeah, friends, friendship. It's yeah. like, uh. <laughs> um, I have a second question that's related. Uh, Cam's looking at the clock. He's like, man, how can I get out of here? Um, did you make any New Year's resolutions? No, I didn't. Okay, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. No, yeah. but I had the thought like, um, cause yeah, January 1st, you know, we joked that like gym memberships are going to go through That's the roof right. and everyone works out for three days and then is like, nah, never mind. Um, do you think it's a good idea or appropriate to like set, I'm going to set spiritual new year's resolutions or I like, or not, or is there? So I do think so, actually, because I, I, um, I am the type of person through my, the way I was raised, maybe, and even maybe, you know, like twenty years ago, having addictive tendencies and needing order and discipline. Right. Like the way I tithe is automatic every Sunday. I just set the auto deposit every Sunday morning, and I get a little email in the morning. Like, Thank you for your donation to North Peace. Honestly, because that I don't feel like I'm <laughs> withdrawing money from the bank and sitting with my family and praying over the cash and then putting it in the box. Like, it's just something that's different for me. So I do think that um, if you're, and I guess it's not a resolution, but when you presented the Bible reading plan in the year, yeah. that's when yep. it's like, okay, yeah, that, that actually um, makes sense. And that's something we'll do this year. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't take away from the regular Bible reading we would do or the study that you'd have to do, but it is a commitment. Good save. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. It, it is, is kind of nice when the, the home group Bible study kind of intertwines. I know. I, saw, I thought that uh, that was two days ago. That's it's right. like, oh, Genesis 1, 2. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Double header. Two double ver- header. Two birds with one stone. But we actually, um, so my wife and I started that individually and then with our daughter um, did the, started the New uh, Testament one. Yeah, yeah. And so last night it was so funny because... One thing, uh, the kids have so many different questions, right? And oh, sometimes yeah. I'm like, save the questions for the end. We're just going to get through the chapter. And 
<laughs> oh man, when you read the the Bible to children, especially like a seven year old, the questions can get pretty fun. Right? Oh man. Um, but no, I do think that um, if it's a date or a time, I think if you need something to spark or motivate that discipline, yeah. then who cares? Like if it's January for this year, I'm going to uh, pray more. Do yep. that. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. ask people, like who cares? Yeah. I think resolutions are just a word for saying I'm going to have, it's just a new date that I'm going to determine to do something yep. disciplined because I would argue the majority of individuals need discipline and accountability to do anything continuously. Oh yeah. That is different. And yep. so if that's not you and you're naturally in that space, I know there are folks in our church who are just incredibly disciplined and love reading scripture. And so when you spoke about a Bible reading plan, I'm sure they were like, who would I'm need good. that? Yeah, totally. You know, I read, I read every day yep. and that's wonderful. Yep. Um, but maybe that person needs to be disciplined in the way they have relationship or intentional interactions with other people or lost, you know, yep. like there is always something that we need to, address or focus on yeah yeah I, th- I laugh i think the reason that uh so many new year's resolutions fail is because people are like all right january 1st and then they just set super unrealistic sure. i'm gonna read a book of the bible a day yeah or like i'm gonna work out for three hours every day and it's like well no wonder it lasts four days and then you just give up right. so even as i was thinking through yeah i think it'd be neat as a church to however many people want to let's read the Bible in a year. And then I looked at the one like full Bible in the year and I just thought there's going to be people who are just going to give up after a week. This sure. is too much. So then to think, okay, there's the, there's a, 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 a scaled down version, five minutes a day, only five days a week. Maybe that's more doable. Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes, yeah, we just in our, you know, it's, it's uh, December 30th and we're like, okay, man, this year I'm going to change everything about my life. Sure. And then you set all these goals that are just unrealistic. Like uh, uh, we, me and Molly always joke, like, you know, our diet starts the first and then we've tried that before where we're like, we're going to cut out all this stuff. And then your life is miserable. And you're like, why are we doing this? (laughs) (laughs) So then it's like to set, uh, measurable goals, even like spiritual goals. So yeah, I'm going to, you know what, for me right now, it's not realistic that I'll read the entire Bible. Okay. Don't feel like a bad Christian. Do it every other read, day. Read or, the New Testament then. Sure, yeah. There you go. Five minutes a day. If you're not a reader, great. Don't, or like, yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to pray for an hour every day. Maybe don't start there because sure. you're going to give up. I'm going to pray uh, five minutes every morning. Okay. Yeah. That's that's measurable. Like you and can maybe be quiet and listen for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So I think, uh, I don't know. That was just on my brain as, uh, yeah, I just laugh because lots of people online are posting like, yeah. Um, this is new year, new me. And then they, yeah, you might not tell from looking, but my wife makes me a, a green smoothie every morning. Uh, <laughs> and she has for like two years, three years. So like, you might not tell. <laughs> uh, it's um, like mint chocolate chip smoothie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's green. <laughs> no, it's the other day. She's like, Oh, guess what I put in there this morning? I said, I don't want to know. And she's Mm-mm. like, you're so stubborn. I'm like, no, no, just don't tell me. Okay. Don't tell me. <laughs> um, but, it's always funny, and I, I remember feeling this at work a couple weeks ago. It's like, got my green smoothie. You're like, when you see this in January, you just remember seeing it in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not something I'm trying to do, folks. Uh, and they know, and because when I forget it, like this morning, she'll drop it off at work. And that's also funny because I'll go outside the steps of City Hall waiting for my green smoothie, and 
right around the time people are showing up for work. Yeah, yeah. I've had people ask, like, are you just seeing if people show up for work? I'm like, no. Yeah, he's just guarding the door. <laughs> yeah, just guarding the door. With it's 801. <laughs> yeah. No, just waiting for my green smoothie. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, if you uh, are a New Year's resolution person, that would be my only advice that I've learned from experience is like to set goals that are not insane. And if you quit the Bible reading plan or you miss four days, and you're like, I'll never catch then up. Then you're a bad... Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> Just go back to the day yeah. and like don't, I've don't done, yeah. run away from the whole plan. Yeah, I've done that before sure. where it's like, shoot, I missed two days. Well, I'll now, never catch well, up. Well, now I got to read 15 chapters. There's no way. Okay, yeah. forget it. It's like, no. Yeah. So if you read the Bible in a, a year and four days, who cares? You read the Bible. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? So uh, if you are listening and you're like, what is this? Uh, we, yeah, we uh, introduced kind of two Bible reading plans. If you are, if you want to join, uh, just email me or even uh, our secretary at the front office has them and she can email them to you or whatever, but. Yeah, we're, uh, it's cool. Like I printed out 40 of each and they're gone. So, hey, maybe, you know, 80 people are going to try and do that. And I think throughout the year, we'll just periodically remind people on a Sunday morning, hey, we're Mm -hmm. on week 12. Keep going. You can do it or whatever. First quarter in. (laughs) We're the first quarter in. Yeah, Q1. Uh, (laughs) What are your, what are your numbers for Q1? (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, uh, Hope that's been, uh, I don't know, interesting or helpful. I hope you guys had a great Christmas and a great New Year's as we start into 2024. Um, yeah, as always, if you do have questions or topics you want us to talk about, you can email me or message me and we'll talk about them. But uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 124 and we'll talk to you next week.